Welcome to Open Science Stories, where we explain open science concepts using stories. My name is Heidi Seibold. Today's story comes from Lisa Barostandra de Sousa. Lisa is a bioinformatician by training and works as an AI consultant at Helmholtz AI in Munich. Her story revolves around the difficulties in expressing criticism in science. Lisa, we're excited to hear your story. Hi, everyone. Today, I would like to talk about the problems I encountered throughout my PhD when I tried to use previous research work as basis for my own research. I did my PhD in bioinformatics and my main research project revolved around the biological mechanisms behind the process of X chromosome inactivation. Having a computational background, I wanted to decipher those biological mechanisms with a machine learning approach. But in order to set up my machine learning pipeline, I first had to collect a lot of publicly available data on which I could actually train my machine learning model. At first I thought that this would be an easy task and that the subsequent modeling step would be the most time-consuming part. Well, little did I know by then that gathering multiple data sets of good quality would take me almost a third of my time as a PhD. But what were the reasons for that? Well, some of the most common problems I encountered during my search for good data sets was missing or even wrong experimental information, but also the lack of data accessibility. For instance, it happened to me more than once that experiments were seemingly mislabeled, meaning that control experiments were labeled as signal and the signal as control experiment, or that downloaded data was depracted and therefore unusable. But even after collecting more than 100 suitable datasets for my project, I still had to spend a lot of time evaluating the quality of those datasets. What struck me the most was that even data that I retrieved from standard public databases often had such a bad quality that I had to discard those datasets. One thing that really would have helped me in my data collection process would have been an overview on the quality of published datasets. But even supplemental lists of excluded datasets from other authors that use publicly available datasets in their research would have been of great help. After all this work of collecting good quality datasets, I finally thought that now I can fully take off and focus on my actual research question. Well, full of enthusiasm, I started to build my machining pipeline, but I soon realized that the lack of good documentation was not only a problem when collecting data, but also when dealing with published data analysis pipelines. Because more than once I had the problem that code or parameter settings were not provided, or even if a GitHub repository was referenced in the paper, it also happened that the repository did not exist anymore. Well, having encountered all those problems along my research journey, I was determined to do a better job when publishing my own research findings. So when we wrote up the manuscript for publication of my project, I wanted to make the whole data selection and modeling process of my project as transparent as possible to fellow researchers. I wanted to list all the datasets I downloaded and also provide an explanation of why I excluded certain datasets. I also wanted to give a detailed description of my machine learning pipeline and also make my code publicly available to other researchers. Although I was determined to implement those resolutions, at the same time I was afraid of possible consequences. What if I would make other scientists' research look bad because I report that the data they used in their study is not of sufficient quality? At the same time, I was afraid that if I make my own code publicly available, other people might find errors in my code. 
I mean, if you think about it, the industry average of errors per 1,000 lines of delivered code lies between 50 and 50 errors. That's really scary. If professional coders make that many errors, I will most likely have many errors in my code as well. So how did I overcome the fear of making an analysis pipeline publicly available to everyone? Well, one of the things that helped me a lot was talking to other scientists about that fear and thereby getting very helpful suggestions. For instance, when I talked about the problem of potentially having errors in my code to a fellow experimental collaborator, he simply asked me why I don't do replicates of my code as they do with experiments in the lab. So what are those replicates? Well, basically when doing biological experiments, what they usually do is they perform their experiments not only once, but instead they perform their experiments several times to see if they get similar results each time. And this is what they call replicates. So this got me thinking that I could do the same thing with the most critical parts of my code as well, which is in the end exactly what I did. So I took the most important parts of my pipeline and recoded them from scratch to check if I get the same results. As expected, I found errors in my code, but actually none of those errors changed the results of my analysis. Another thing that helped me a lot in this process were additional experiments that were done to confirm the results of my machine learning pipeline. This actually made me understand why journals usually request experimental validation of computational studies. If the results of those studies are confirmed by independent experiments, the probability of reporting wrong results by mistakes drops considerably, in my opinion. So in the end, the re-implementation of my code and the experimental validation of my research findings were the two things that helped me the most to be more confident of my results. All in all, I know from my own experience that it can be very scary to make all the steps that lead to your research findings as transparent as possible. But at the same time, I think that it's so, so important to do that in science. It will help fellow scientists to build on your research and accelerate scientific progress. But I also think that we definitely need a much better culture of constructive criticism in science, such that people are not afraid of making mistakes in the first place but are also more confident about reporting mistakes they find in other studies. Because in the end, we rarely derive big scientific insights from just one study. Instead, most of the time, the scientific community only trusts new insights when they are confirmed by many different studies and independent experiments. And this, in the end, is actually something like a security mechanism that should help us to take away the pressure of being perfect and not making any mistakes in the first place. Thank you for listening to Open Science Stories. Thanks also to everyone who supported the show today. Thanks to Leah for editing and of course to Lisa for your inspiring story. My name is Heidi Seibold. Stay tuned for future episodes.